Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Time now for Dan Issel and Louis Rabot, right here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Dan and Louis. Happy President's Day, everybody. Get out there and take advantage of those mattress sales this morning. This is Issel and Louie on ESPN 680 105.7. We appreciate you joining us this morning. And Louie's back. I knew Martin Luther King Day had become a thing when there were MLK mattress sales. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's Absolutely. when I knew it had become part of the yep. the the inner workings of the American holiday system. Dan, how are you? You're a bum, I, by the way. I'm going to tell you why you're a bum at 1030. Why? I'm not telling you oh, right now. 1030. 1030, we'll talk about why you're a bum. You're a bum. I'm a bum? You're a bum. It, it has to be said. It's about well, U of L basketball, but you're a bum. We're gonna do it. All uh, all I want to know is, do you have five hundred? Do you have a hundred dollars left over from your vacation? Because the cats will be a single digit seed. Loss at Florida, uh, losing at home to Auburn, and then losing at Arkansas is not. Yeah, gonna look you good hide and watch, Louie. You hide, hide and watch. watch, my friend. Hide and watch. No, but I have plenty of money from hitting bets over the weekend, so that's good, too, actually. <laughs> yeah, I had a pretty good you weekend did too, that's at right. the windows myself. So Dan and I don't do the show all week together, and Avery Dill behind the glass today hanging out. Crack, Dan and I land- crack producer Avery Dan and I landed on the same, ho- uh, the same horse in the Risen Star without talking about it. How about that? Yeah. Anyone? It was, there you go. I don't know. And, and it only <laughs> Brad Cox and Louis Saez pay twenty nine dollars. Figure that, that out. Yeah, that one I don't get. Yep. That's Figure right. that out. <laughs> I don't want to. I'll just take the money. <laughs> oh man. Oh no, it's good to be back. Good to see that. Um Well, how was how was Puerto Rico? Now, by the way, yeah, yeah. I didn't want I didn't want to divulge your site, your vacation site. Sure. Because I didn't want you, you know, overrun with autograph seekers and and the paparazzis and all the all the things that follow your celebrity. Uh, but your your man, Mike Gandalfo, who by the way did a great job filling oh, in for you. Thank, thanks thanks to Mike. Um, he was the one who let the cat out of the bag that you were uh, in Puerto Rico. So it's it's his fault. Oh, I told him it was fine. I um no we you know we with our young kids. I told my wife, you know, we with the we always vacation in February. And I said, we either go somewhere considerably colder or somewhere considerably warmer. Mm-hmm. And so the options with four young kids are either to get passports for all of them and then go through international security at an airport or to just go to Puerto Rico. And so uh, – just seemed to be an easier option for us. No, so Puerto lovely. Puerto Rico, uh, you don't you don't need a uh, a passport to go to Puerto Rico. No, so this, this is the sneaky good thing about Puerto Rico. It's and, you know so if people have traveled to say Europe or anywhere else in the Caribbean. 
it's different electrical outlets. It's different money. You got to have a passport and all that stuff. None of that is true in Puerto Rico. It's a seamless. It's a seamless trip. Actually, it's great. Just like going to Florida. It, it's better than going to Florida. Yes. Mm, okay. Yeah, because to, to to stay where we stayed would have cost at least four times as much money in Florida. So, wow. Yeah. No question. Wow. And I think the people are considerably nicer, and the food's a lot better. So. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> and I like South Florida. I want to be I want to be on the record. Like I really I enjoy Miami. I enjoy Fort for Lauderdale, all the areas in between there, Daniel Beach, whatever. But I, I think I was I was blown away by how much I liked. Uh, we stayed in Carolina, which is just next to San Juan. So, yeah, it's very nice. Very nice. Well, I'm glad you had it. Have you been to Puerto Rico, Dan? Uh, I have not. OK. I, I Even not. on a cruise I've ship? To, because I, I, South I, ran, Florida. I ran into two cruise ships on our day when we walked through old San Juan and it just smelled like BBN, Dan. <laughs> just just retired guys in their early 60s in yep. cargo shorts um right. and, and they're you know the cap of the college that they didn't go to it just it smelled like bbn Dan. <laughs> but they got the win over the weekend let's talk about that um and so i i am interested because you are apparently way back on the bandwagon here um i happen to think that this is kentucky beating a team that is unbelievably poorly coached in this matchup i think rick barnes does his team a complete ooh, disservice ooh. when they play well, Kentucky. now now on friday everybody was telling me that rick barnes owned cal and so I, <laughs> this I, season you know, no 12, way i mean 12 to 10 i believe was his coaching record going in now 12 and 11 obviously sure i don't consider that owning, owning cal, but, <laughs> yeah, but with yeah, you, yeah. i guess if you have a winning record against cal then then that qualifies for owning him fair enough I, i'm gonna say this and, and, you know, you and everybody else is all on this net and quad and ping pong and all that stuff. Sure. This team, the Tennessee Volunteers, is a prime example of why none of that is as important as everybody seems to think it is. This team is like in the top five in every ranking out there. Yes. Defensive official. This team stinks. This team is awful. This team can't make a layup. And how? And how in the world this team is a three seed or a four seed or wherever they are? Uh, It's unconscionable to me. Okay. Yeah. No. I because this this is a very down year in college basketball. Though. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I, I mean, that's why. I mean, I, it, not to take anything away from Tennessee's twenty and seven record, and you know, being four and four on the road, and all those sorts of things. Just rather, I, you know, we've talked about this all season. Good luck telling me who the final four is going to be, or you know, have you get five teams and try to pick a you know a national title winner out of those five. I mean, good luck. But that's right. no, that to and, me. And, I, so I here's here's what's cool. Actually, over the weekend, what happened, Dan? And, and I know you don't love the net, but because of some wins by other teams, Kentucky now has four quad one wins. Right. So they yeah. went from one. They added three over the weekend, essentially. Hmm. So that's no. So like their resume is considerably better today than it was on Friday. Well, and, you know, I mean, I, I, I know you, comparing records, you always get in trouble. Sure. But having said that, they play the same teams in the SEC. And right now, the fact that they swept Tennessee, although they're tied record-wise, Kentucky is ahead of Tennessee in the SEC standing. Right, yes. And, and Tennessee is a 
four seed and we're worried about Kentucky getting in, that's that's the only point I'm making. Sure. No, uh, I, I, I think it's more, Dan, that, that you're assuming they're just going to repeat that form that they had against Tennessee on Saturday when this team has been up and down. No question. And so that, that I think, would be the argument against is not that they're not capable of it. We've seen the flashes, Dan. That's not it. But that's why this season of college basketball is so unpredictable. We've seen the flashes with many teams. That's not the issue. Many teams have looked really, really good on different nights. That's why Alabama being 13-1 of the conference is so impressive. Because they just they just don't have the downs the way that, excuse me, no cough for a week in, in Puerto Rico. Not one. I didn't cough the whole week. <laughs> didn't have to use an eye drop. Nothing. We'll start doing the show. Hey, well, maybe maybe you should start doing the show remotely from Puerto Rico. I'll tell you the problem: <laughs> you can't bet on your phone in Puerto Rico. Oh, why not? Oh, the, just the laws there. And I, I I even tried to do the the snaky, you know, use my computer and lie to the world where I am, and it was like, nope, you're not in the U.S. It's like, oh, wow, wow. So I landed, and the first thing I did was bet a pick five. Yeah, well, you can't <laughs> you can't you can't go to Puerto Rico often. Then that'd, that'd be a killer. <laughs> Um, no, I agree with you, but I think um, you know you're starting to see the the second half of the last game. Okay, uh, who was that? Mississippi State. Yep. Second second half of Mississippi State and this Tennessee game. Livingston looks like a different player. Agreed with that. And and so being a freshman and starting to feel more and more comfortable, hopefully. For Kentucky, you'll start to see that performance be more consistent. Um, you know, Kaysen had had a nice game. Uh, he still he still isn't shooting the ball. He can't make a three pointer to save his life. And you know, to take fourteen shots to to score sixteen points isn't isn't terrific. But you know, you're starting to see a little bit of balance. They came within two points. If Antonio Reeves scores two more points, every starter would have been in double figures. Sure, good point. And I think that's the kind of performance. You know, they're still not getting anything off the bench, zero. Um, but, you know, Wheeler and, and Fredericks aren't playing. Uh, but but I'm, I think you're starting to see uh, – uh, um, they're not standing around waiting for Oscar to win the game. That's what I see. Oscar had 16 points, seven rebounds. Nice game, nice game. Certainly not one that is of National Player of the Year standards. But um, no, I think there's some positives coming out of the last couple of games. I, I so think, we'll see. We'll see. I think something you and I have talked about that is we we agree on, but we come to it different ways. I think there's a there's value in infusing freshmen and new players into a team it seems to be something in college basketball that has a lot of value we see that at the top by the way in in um in college basketball alabama is a perfect example of that we we have both said the whole season this team goes as far as you know case wallace takes them by the time he's in february he needs to be the starter blah 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 and so you can you can look at and you're right to point out 14 shots 16 points it's not efficient but it doesn't seem to matter as long as he's on the court with the ball in his hands they're better on offense they just are and so even if he has an inefficient night that way, they're still better. Yeah. Part of this is that Chris Livingston, look, sometimes it takes guys four or five months to figure it out, right? Get up to the speed of the game, whatever it is. Get the confidence, you know, 
go to the hoop a couple times and they don't they don't you know they don't end up with a broken bone <laughs> right so it's you know like oh okay i can do that at this level right and and he's a you know he's what is he six six so he's kind of an undersized guy you know trying to figure out you know playing inside playing you know against guys that are look he's playing against 21 22 year old guys that are you know taller than he is bigger than he is and and so i think those things can be found out as well by the way on the text line i'm getting killed um Someone called me a bum uh, about uh, my comment on Rich Bar- Rick Barnes. No, my comment about Rick Barnes is very specific. Every other coach comes out in the post game, Alabama, South Carolina. What do they say, Dan? Well, they they put uh, they put Usher in the pick and roll. Right. Rick Barnes is shooting threes, and they're a terrible three point shooting team. Uh, why are they taking twenty seven threes? Yeah, uh, th- th- well. that's that's coaching malpractice. Or or. Kentucky's playing really, really good interior defense now, all of a sudden. Now, they've done that twice now. They, they went 3-for-21 the first time against K- Kentucky, Tennessee did. And now they go 6-for-27. That's what I worry about, is that it's Tennessee that played a, a couple clunkers against UK, and now they got to go to Florida, they got to play Auburn, they got to go to Arkansas. Arkansas already embarrassed them. And so that's what I worry you, you about know as far what as game, You know what, which, of the, which of the games they have left that really concerns me? Don't say Vandy. Vandy, <laughs> Vandy's one. Vandy's playing. I, I mean, Vandy is Stackhouse, now eight and six. Stackhouse has got to be. I, I guess Oates gets it, but Stackhouse is, is the SEC coach of the year. How Vandy after they got him? What Alabama beat them by about 107 points, didn't they? And and they've won five games in a row since then, and they're winning on the road. Um, yeah, no, I I think this team. I mean, Florida. I I don't see him losing at Florida. Not without Castleton. Hmm. I mean, Castleton gave Oscar fits. Um, Oscar was in in the game in Lexington. Uh, Oscar was non-existent. Castleton took him. Uh, Oscar was out shooting fifteen foot jump shots. Um, I, I so I that one doesn't bother me. Auburn, yeah, but they. You know, they had one really nice game, although it was a loss against Alabama. Other than that, they're not playing great. I guess Arkansas, going to Arkansas is probably the toughest game they have left. Uh, Texter pointing out they did have two quad ones coming into Friday because that Mississippi State game was a quad one. Sorry, people, vacation brand. I forgot that that, yes. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, no, but I mean, essentially doubled it over the weekend, which is great. And they have, they have the opportunities. We've talked about this as well. The remaining schedule is full of opportunities. Yep. Florida's an opportunity. Auburn, opportunity. Arkansas, opportunity. Frankly, Vandy at home is quad three, but I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm with you. Playing a team that's above 500 in the league is going to be, you know, it's going to have some value. So, I mean, yeah. I, I'm with you, though. That that Vandy coaching job right now looks as good. Absolutely. As, Ab- as absolutely. a lot of them. I, and you, you and I have talked about it. Is he going to get a, a different job than Vandy, or does he like Vandy? Or I just don't know. Obviously, he's not going to get the UNC job or go back and do that or whatever. But, you know, I mean, is, is there another job that's... I'm not sure. <laughs> Fair enough. There, yeah. there's, a team, there's a team that better start worrying about being on the bubble. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> they lose to North Carolina State. They're, I think they're 500. This is a team that was preseason number one. Yeah. They're 500 in the ACC. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, yeah, asking, another yeah. thing, Louie, that impressed me uh, 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 in the Tennessee game was our uh, our free throw defense. It was it was excellent. 
four of 14. I've got, I've, my, my, uh, fifth grade grandson's basketball team. And this is not an exaggeration. This is 100% true. My grandson's fifth grade basketball team shoots free throws better than that. How can a division one basketball team go four of 14 from the free throw line? It's, it's unbelievable. Four of 14. <laughs> it's not good. I mean, Tennessee actually had, even though they were six of 27 from three-point land, Tennessee actually had two more baskets than Kentucky did. And Kentucky's free-throw shooting wasn't exemplary. I mean, they shot 66%, but they outscored Tennessee 19 points at the free-throw line. Yeah, four. Uh, you're going to tell me this is one of the top 16 teams in college basketball, Louie? Well, the text line is telling me that they definitely are, and that Kentucky should get a huge amount of credit for playing really well on defense against Tennessee. Well, here here's the here's the impressive thing, and we talked about Kaysen and and his floor game. Uh, you know, you you never like to see when a team has more turnovers than they do assists. Kentucky had 11 assists, 12 turnovers. But this is a team that turned over Alabama, supposedly the number one team in the country, 19 times. So um, I, I disagree with the texter. I, I don't. I this Tennessee is not one of the better basketball teams in the country. They're just not. Okay. All right. Okay. I, I just thank you for saying that because I, I mean this guy's crushed me. It's great. Um, the uh, so let me go through the standings here and you tell me if this team in the SEC is a Final Four contender or not. Alabama. Yes. Is Alabama the best team in the country or not? You. Uh, close, close. My daughter, um, and I don't understand why all these people I know are taking vacations and I'm sitting here in the basement doing a radio show. My my daughter went to Las Vegas for the weekend. Hey Dan, yeah, it's because you're the most stressful thing you do is talk to me about basketball. <laughs> or what are you vacationing from? So, so they they went um, uh, they went Rick and Sheridan went to Las Vegas for the weekend. They saw Katy Perry, uh, which I guess was great. And then they saw, I haven't talked to her since last night, they saw Boy George. I didn't even know oh. Boy George was still alive. <laughs> they saw him last night. Anyway, to get to my story, she called me yesterday and said, Dad, I want to bet on somebody winning the NCAA championship. Here are the odds. And she runs down the odds. Okay. You know who I told her to bet on? Um, Kentucky. No. <laughs> Uh, you told her to bet on Alabama. Kansas. Okay. Back-to-back would be unbelievable. Kansas. Situation. Okay. By the way, I am really fired up. Kansas has because a fun game. I am going to the fog on Saturday. Yeah, you are. Yep. On my bucket list. Going to go to, uh, go to practice on Friday afternoon, see Bill Self and the boys, and <laughs> and then see their game against West Virginia. So do you Saturday. have to bribe Bill Self to go to the practices, too? Is that how that works there? No, Bill likes me. Oh, okay, got it. Okay, right. we're tight. <laughs> we're tight. <laughs> no, Bill and I are tight. I've told you the story about when we went to the Derby together, and he came back with a cafeteria tray. There were, 
<laughs> that's when Billy Gillespie was coach in Kentucky. Okay. And Billy had two eight-seat boxes right on the finish line. And so uh, Self goes to the concession stand and comes back with a cafeteria tray full of tacos. There must have been there must have been fifty tacos on on that tray, and um, and then you know I was um, I, I was at uh, in Springfield when Bill uh, was inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame. Now we're close. So wait a minute, we're, I I, I kind of got to follow up on that Derby uh, story. Yeah. yeah. So you go you went to Derby with Bill Self. Yeah. Well, in, in Billy B- G's box, Billy, Billy was actually the one who invited me. And, and it was, uh, he had two eight-seat boxes. He had uh, a bunch of guys that he had coached with, and I'm, I'm, I can't remember their names outside of Bill, but they're both back as Bill's assistants now. One was oh. the head coach at St. John's at the time. One was the head coach at Nebraska at the time. And they're both now, as I said, on Bill's staff uh, at Kansas. Uh there were a couple of other coaches. Then Billy had a couple of his assistant coaches and their wives. And then it was me and Sherry and Scott and Sheridan. Yeah. We, we went to the Derby. I, Avery doesn't appreciate what just happened. Because what just happened? That Billy Gillespie invited you to the Derby. Like, it's a haymaker. I, Why? I'm just trapped in the fact that you're stuck in the 90s. Oh, boo. Hey, he said it's tight. I swear, sometimes you're stuck in the 90s. Okay, here's a text that I never thought we'd get on this show. <laughs> 437-9680-UPS-JOBS text line. Thanks for hanging out. This is Issa Louie. We'll take you up until noon. Bobby V from Durham after us. Text. Boy George used to hang out at the house of one of the real housewives of Orange County. <laughs> Avery, can you translate that for me? <laughs> I... I, I is that one of the shows where like the women yes, get together and they yell at each other at the at the table and yeah, and that's where uh, the cat meme comes from? Like, and... So that one, yeah, basically where the cat meme comes from. But like, they basically take these famous husbands and their wives, right? Or some of the wives are actually famous for being famous instead of just being married <laughs> to famous people or wealthy people, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, they. They get into arguments. My favorite is Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Okay. So Orange County is like like the... That's a poor man. Yeah, right. there's like multiple I didn't know the best way to say that. Yeah, Okay, got it. But my favorite is Bever- Beverly Hills. <laughs> Thank you for your contribution to Western civilization. <laughs> oh, thanks for texting, by the way. I, I, that's come something... Come, 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 Come and go. This this show's gone completely off the tracks. Dan, are you okay today? I'm fine. I'm a little upset that you think I'm stuck in the 90s. Nobody says wear tight anymore. <laughs> I disagree, actually. I think that's, I think that's common parlance. I think you're wrong. Hey, Avery, uh, check check the demographics of our audience. There aren't too many 22-year-old college uh, college. And we're getting graduates. pro-90s texts on the text line now. You watch your mouth. That's how this goes. No, I'm there here you. for the 90s, but like, nobody says that anymore. Oh, man. I disagree. I think you could say you're tight with somebody. I, t- I disagree. 
I think you can still say it. What would you say instead? We're close? Yeah, like, we're close. Because people have been saying that for 300 years. No, like, like. That puts you in, like, the 17th century. Like, we're close, we're besties. You 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 want Dan to say besties. Say it, it. Admit that on that, the air. That would be pretty cool. I would say that. <laughs> Best bees. Best bees. <laughs> yeah, Bill Self. Bill Self and I are best bees. <laughs> I'm going to hang out with him at practice on Friday. Oh man. <laughs> Do you think Jeff Wall should go to a? Go, go to a Bill Self practice. <laughs> hey, it's fabulous. <laughs> what is it's, what what is his style? Is he is he like in charge of practice or does he let assistants run? What does Bill Self do? I don't practice? know. I've never seen I've never seen one of his practices. God, that's okay. why I'm right. that's why I'm looking forward to it. Do you think he'll have but, you talk to the team? No. Okay. All right. No. No. <laughs> Andy's jumping in. Get in there. It's fine. Yeah. If, if I talk to the team, I'm going to say, hey, I've got a family member that's got you winning the championship in Vegas. Don't let us down. Dan this will say I'd boy George. Oh, that's, yeah. Did I hear him say oh, boy George just earlier saying, today? He's saying boy George when you were in the hallway. Okay. that that That's what I thought. Ask uh, Bill Self about uh, about his hair. Do you think, you know, that's a great question. Do you, th- do you think it's a toop? <coughs> oh, Did I say God. that right, I mean, Avery? I mean, yeah. Does a bear bleep in the woods, Dan? That's exactly what it is. Let's all get the ponds out there. Hopefully West Virginia doesn't pull the rug out from under him. <laughs> who let Sweezy Who let Sweezy in the studio? I'm just here. I'm giving Avery cart numbers. Here we go. Here oh, go. man. Go. All right. Text line. Um <laughs> Text line following up on the 90s. It's all that in a bag of chips. Oh, I love it. Um, someone, t- someone backing us up. It's said all the time. What is Avery talking about? I agree with that texter. Um, texter, I'm just here for Dan's XFL takes. What's all this basketball in 90s talk? Oh, man. To say, uh, to say two people are tight has never been in or out of style in the 90s. If 90s is something uh, was cool, you said, man, that's tight. I agree with that part. So if, if someone said... Yo, you know, I saw this movie. It was tight. That that would be very, very old man thing to say. I totally agree with that. Now, I did say the other day. I used dope as a instead of cool, and my yes. kid looked at me like I was speaking Portuguese. Yeah, yeah. Dope's no like question. going out of. Style oh, it's been out. Right Don't now. worry, it's been. Yeah, out. Like, well, it's that was, going I want to let. I want to let Avery in. I want to let Avery in on a little secret. <laughs> the reason I might sound like I'm an old man is because I'm an old man. <laughs> That's the reason, Avery. I agree with that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what was better, the All-Star game or Matt McClung, Mac McClung uh, doing the dunk thing? I, I, I can honestly say. Don't do it. I can honestly say yeah. I did not watch a minute of any of it. Not one minute. Man, I had a question about it that I wanted you to answer. Because you could speak to it very personally. Not one So you minute. you haven't seen the highlights of Mac McClung, anything? No. Okay. All I, all I read was, and then I stopped, was that a guy, a six-foot white guy. Yes. Who doesn't play in the NBA. Correct. 
might have saved the the slam dunk contest. Yes, that's 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 what I know about the slam dunk contest. Okay, so how much of it is that he's white? Uh, a ton. Okay, yeah, that that. Okay, thank you. Yeah. A ton. Okay. You go back to the very first slam dunk contest, McNichols Arena, 1975. Dan is there. I'm I'm there. <laughs> they didn't let me in the dunk contest. <laughs> yeah, Dr. J is there. You, do you really want to dunk after Dr. J? What are we doing? <laughs> hey, I could dunk. Dan. They didn't let me in. Dan. <laughs> Dan. Uh, Artist Gilmore, now I can't remember. Artist Gilmore, David Thompson, Larry Keenan, Julius. I can't remember if there was anybody else or not. I'm looking up right now. Okay. All right. Because that list has got to be. It's got to be like five Hall of Famers. I mean, is it 75 or 76? uh, 76, I'm seeing Dr. J. It would have been 75. It was the last year. So 75, 76. That's that's what you meant. Got it. Yeah. So So maybe it was 76 instead of 75. Dr. J won the first one. Yep. The finals were David and Dr. J. Jeez. And then uh, Darnell Hillman won in 77. Darnell Hillman. How about that? Did you know Darnell Hillman? Yeah. I still, I know Darnell Hillman to this day. He still is, and he still uh, lives in Indianapolis, and he still is very involved with the Dropping Dimes Foundation. Oh, that's great. Okay. And then um, they took a couple years off, got it back together in 84. And uh, do you know who won the first one in 84? Mm, Dominique Wilkins. Good guess. Uh, Dominique won in 85. Okay. Dan's brain, man. I'll tell you what. Uh, Larry Nance won in 1984. Larry Nance. How about that? That's a name. That's a name I had thought about in a long time. Spud Webb in 86. Wilkins, like you mentioned, 85. Jordan in 87, 88. Kenny Walker, I think people forget, won in 89. And then now, now, just stop right there. Stop right there. Sure. Okay. So in in the early slam dunk contest, you had... Dr. J, uh, you had Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. you had Dominique Wilkins, uh, you had Kenny Walker, and now we have a slam dunk contest with a guy that's not even in the NBA? Please, I, stop it. Stop it. If you can name any of the last five winners, I'll, I'll, I'll just give you the $100 on our bet right now. I have no clue. Exactly. <laughs> they're, they're, a bunch, they're a bunch of young guys. There are a bunch of young guys that nobody ever heard of that can that can jump and dunk. Ironically, I think the last person who was both a starter and a good player who also won the dunk contest was Donovan Mitchell in 2018. Mm. Hami won it the next year. Derek Jones Jr. won it in 2020. Yeah, Anthony, that was one of my favorites. Anthony Simons in 21 and Obi Toppin yeah. last year. How about that? Yeah. 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 Okay. There's, a, there's a list of Hall of Famers for you. <laughs> Mac McClung's on his way, Dan. 13th man on the uh, on the 76ers roster it's gonna happen yep yep no i can now, now oh if man you, you, i got a great photo sent to me i appreciate it. we have we have great textures four three seven nine six eighty of you doing a reverse slam in denver yeah yeah boy yeah baby <laughs> yes sir yes sir now that's the autograph what, i want right there that picture actually that's here's really here's one. what i find interesting about the NBA All-Star Weekend. Okay. And that is the stuff that's said around the weekend. Like LeBron James saying, 
Uh, we have the, the next 23 games are the most important stretch in my career. <laughs> and I'm going to try to play all of them. Really? Well, that's big of you. We appreciate you trying to play all of them, LeBron. Now, if you can get Anthony Davis to make the same commitment, you might make the playoffs. Uh, the other thing, <clears throat> on Friday, I said I was real happy that the commissioner said something like uh, that the missing stars, missing games was a problem. And then he completely backtracked and said he has no problem with load management, (laughs) that it will continue, and that they have data showing that load management is the right thing to do. Well, Mr. Commissioner, let me tell you one thing. If you continue to have teams show up and you charge people $500 to watch the game, and the three best players on two teams are sitting in street clothes, believe me, you have a problem. And if the data shows, if the data shows that load management is a good thing, then then reduce the schedule. Play 50 games instead of 82. But don't have people pay their hard-earned money to watch superstars uh, sit on the bench with sunglasses on. And that's my high horse for today. I'll tell Dan why he's a bum next, and then at 11 we'll have the Monday Morning Moron. Hey, when you're ready to explore the outdoors, there's no better place than the Bluegrass State. Hike, bike, paddle, fish, or even venture deep underground, this is Kentucky. Come see for yourself. Plan your summer getaway today at KentuckyTourism.com. This segment with Dan Issel and Louis Rabot is presented by KentuckyTourism.com. Texter, regarding Dan's dunk, I didn't know they had Photoshop in the 70s. <laughs> Welcome back to Issel and Louie here on ESPN 681 I'm back in the saddle after a week off, thanks to our guy Mike Gandolfo, Horse He's Racing Happy back Hour. in the saddle. And our guy Cameron Drummond, hanging out on Tuesday last week as well. I heard he actually had to do some reads. We'll get to that in a second. I'm very interested. He in was great. There you go. Cam was great. Uh, we, I want to talk about Louisville basketball. Reminder, they do play tonight as part of Big yeah. Monday at Duke. We have your coverage Cameron. here. 5.30 network pregame over on 93.9 across the hall, 7 p.m. play-by-play. Of course, Paul Rogers, Bob Valvano. And then 9.30-ish, you'll get Ethan Moore tonight, Coors Light postgame show. It'll be uh, probably a different mood than the one on Saturday, Dan. Um, and this is where I am interested in your response because you could possibly turn into a bum here. Uh-oh. Well, at least I went from a bum to possibly <laughs> being a bum, so that, that's a good step. Fair enough. Direction. Louisville wins on Saturday. What does it mean, Dan? Um, not much. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm really happy for Kenny. I, I texted Milt yesterday. I don't have Kenny's number. I texted Milt and I said, I was so happy for him and for Kenny and Danny. Uh, I don't know Smith, but I, I can't imagine Louie what it's like to go into a coach's meeting day after day after day. Uh, you know, when you've lost 23 games I, I i just can't imagine but they never they never gave up and the kids never gave up and it, you know i don't this was a very nice win 
I was happy for him. The crowd was terrific. The crowd was playing like, you know. I was going to say, they had, had, had 15,000 listed as the attendance, and I actually believe that attendance number, right? Yeah, right. no, yeah. no, it was a nice crowd, and and they were rocking. I mean, you would, you would have thought they just won the ACC tournament. But, uh, but, yeah, so I'm happy for everybody. It was really nice win for the Cardinals. But what does it mean? Eh, it doesn't mean anything, not much anyway. It, it means that, that Kenny has been able to somehow keep these kids playing hard. Somehow. And, and I, I don't know how, because I, I've got to be frank. If I was on this team, uh, you know, it'd, be, it'd be tough to go in the gym. But they got some, they got some really nice performances from some kids who, quite frankly, haven't been playing that well. Maybe they're kids that they can count on going forward. But, it, you know, other than that, no, it doesn't mean a whole lot. Okay. You're not a bum. Damn. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> because I expected you to say, hey, this is evidence that Ken- Kenny's doing a good job. And you have said repeatedly, this team sucks, and you cannot judge Kenny on whether he can coach or not based on this team. Exactly, and I was, yeah, he, I was, I, I, you I'm are being saying, consistent, which I appreciate because I was, I thought you were going to come in here and tell me what a great coaching job he did on Saturday. No, okay, no, okay, I, okay. I've said I've been very consistent that you, you I don't know, I, I, I suspect that Kenny can coach. I, it hasn't been proven, but it sure hasn't been proven that he can't coach. That's my position. And you've had it all year. Yes. So, okay, you're staying consistent. Okay, I appreciate that. There is, there's, it is easy when the feel-good is there. The banner goes up. Um, you know, the guys are back from the 13 team. You know, a team that is not good beats a team that is, you know, in the top half of the, the standings, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I was worried you were going to go the bum route and say, see, Louie, he can coach. And I was going to say, damn. No, no, no. They can't do that. You know, so, no, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And and I told I told Milt yesterday, you know, they keep playing like this. There's a couple of there's a couple more winnable games on the schedule. Now I was just going to ask you about that. Actually, again, it won't mean anything, but at least there will be some momentum. I mean, you know, if they could go after losing 23 games at this point in the season, if they could go, uh, you know, what do they have? Five left. If they could go two and two and three the rest of the way. Um, they have four you know, games, be, yes. Yeah, they have four games left. Four, four, and if okay. they can go 500, which would essentially include a win at Georgia Tech and then beating Virginia Tech back here. Exactly. Right. I, I thought they did some I, – I, you know, I pointed out I, that's far and away the best I've ever seen J.J. Trainer play. No, no question about that. Uh, and uh, James was aggressive. You know, he couldn't make a three-pointer on Saturday, but he was taking the ball to the hole – Got to the free throw line seven times. Um, that by far take, was that was the difference in the game. No question. Yeah, yes, yeah. No question. Uh, yes. You know they get they get twenty eight free throws, yep. and and Clemson only gets fifteen because they were aggressive on the offensive end. They didn't just pass the ball around and hoist up a three pointer. I think they took like sixteen, fifteen, sixteen three point shots. That's that's a nice number for this team, and because they were aggressive. They shoot fifty-one percent from the floor, so there there were a lot of good things uh, that happen, you know, and then some things that have happened all year, you know, raised raised its ugly head. Like they still don't have anybody 
that can guard a big man. I, I said on Friday, Louie, I thought the key matchup was um, was Tyson because he absolutely torched the Cardinals down at Clemson. And, and they did a nice job defending him. Uh, but then Hall, you know, he gets 28 points because – uh, Louisville doesn't have anybody who can guard a big man, but um, no, I thought uh, all in all it was really it was a really nice game uh, until uh, the last seven seconds. Uh, <laughs> until the last seven seconds of the oh, game, no. I, I thought it was terrific. And then what happened, Dan? And then you, you know, a kid, and I get it. The kid has played his tail off. The kid's had a really good year. There are times this season where he has been the only basketball player on the floor for Louisville. So I I get all of that. But to do what he did at the end of the game, that's just Bush League. That, that, That reeks of a team that is 4 and 23. Okay. All right. Does Kenny get credit for JJ Trainer getting better? Mm, I don't know. Okay. I, I, okay. I'll say this. He gets credit for not giving up on the kid. He gets credit He gets credit for putting him in the starting lineup. He gets credit for that. Okay. I mean, you know, he's had, he's had Curry. He's had Bull Curry in the starting lineup. Right. <laughs> I love it. When, <laughs> when he gets the ball on the low post, I, I just I start giggling to myself because you know he's going to lower that right shoulder and just blast somebody. <laughs> <laughs> he's had him in the starting lineup. He's had Lands in the starting lineup. I think he's even had your boy Huntley Brinkley in the starting lineup. But, you know, he, he gets credit for not giving up on the kid. How about Huntley Hatfield just showing back up? Like, oh, we don't know his status. We don't know what's going on. We hear all the rumors that he's not with the team anymore. I mean, other shows were talking openly about, oh, the guys at Tennessee don't really like him, and then he just shows back up. <laughs> yeah. No. No. If I, I was know, him, man. if I was him, I'd, I'd be contacting other schools for when I go in the transfer portal a second time, if I was him. Um, I, I will say, if, if they can win two of the last four, and include this win and go three and five in the last five. I will disagree with you. I think there is significance to it, but it's well, still, it's still that, an well, absolutely there's, there's no miserable significance year. for this year, right? It's there's a miserable no significance year. for this year, right? But but as I said, that you know they'll have a little bit of momentum, and if if a, a couple of these kids, uh, Trainer and James, keep playing like they played Saturday. Then you know. Then maybe you've got a little something here to build on. I mean, up up until the last week or so, I I didn't know if there was anybody on this team that you wanted to keep around. Got it. I also don't think Els Dunk was was Bush League. I, I think that was now, a, explain explain that to me. I think it's a guy on a bad team who put up twenty eight points in front of the last great team to be at this school. Well, you know, you and I, and and maybe maybe Avery, this is a thing of the '90s. <laughs> Clemson, and, and and he said, and I think we've got some sound on this too. We do. He said that everybody loved it. Now, I I would disagree with the young man because there were some guys over there in orange uniforms that didn't love it. 
Good. And this is something that they will remember. Now, some of them might move on, but I guarantee you the coaching staff will remember because there is – Good. I hope they play in the conference tournament then. They, they surrendered. They, they were fouling, trying to get Louisville to miss some free throws so that they had a chance to get back in the game. They were fouling. They surrendered. They said, okay, we're done fouling. And when you do that, if you've got any class, you dribble the ball into the front court and you wait for the time to run out. That's what you do. Uh, the over hit with that bucket, Dan. I don't care. All right, okay. I don't. I that is the last thing on my mind. <laughs> I want my kids. I want my kids. And Kenny talks about this all the time. Yeah. We want culture. We want first class. That is bush league. Bush league. I and before the text line kills me. I know the over didn't hit. They hit way before that. But um, it, <laughs> I just wanted to get you to react to it. Um, all right. Okay. Well, we didn't learn anything. So there you go. I'm glad they played. Um, Again, we'll have all the coverage tonight, 5.30 to about 10 o'clock over on 93.9. And by the way, I I didn't uh, – I don't know. Are they not coming out with lines till like five minutes before the game starts? (laughs) We're not – I don't see any lines anyplace. The one thing I saw in the matchup predictor, Louisville has a 1.7% chance of winning this basketball game. I don't think it's that close. One point. <laughs> no, because Duke hasn't lost at home this year. Um, well, and I and mean, Duke Duke is one and eight a lot on the road to play for. Yeah, they're one and eight on the road, eighteen and zero at home. So I mean, it yeah. just it doesn't feel like it's going to be that close. It, um, well, you know, we didn't think uh, Duke didn't is think an eighteen and a half point favorite. Okay, all right. Well, hey, you know who I'd take at eighteen and a half? You would take the Cardinals. I would take the Cardinals. People agreeing with you on the text line. Um, some people agreeing with me on the text line about the dunk. Yeah, I don't know. I think it. I think the establishing culture thing isn't happening this year. So a guy like LL should just go dunk the ball whenever he feels like it. He's not. They're never putting his name in the in the rafters. They're not putting this team in the rafters. Go, go dunk the ball. Put an exclamation point on a very loud, fun day at the Yum Center and be done with it. That's that's how. No, it was it was fun. I just thought for me, and I watched every minute of the game. For me, you don't do that. You just don't do it. Okay. Right. I, that, fair enough. I think that's okay. have, have some respect for the game. Speaking of respect for the game, I know you didn't watch it, but we have brought up the year that you were the ABA All Star MVP here in Louisville. That was the only All-Star, and I was, I was fortunate to play in several All-Star games. That was the only All-Star game I ever took seriously okay. because, because it was in Louisville. We, we did the math. It was like eight or nine future Hall of Famers in that game. Yep. I want to do that with last night's game. Oh, okay. And I That'll want, be fun. Because yeah. I, I, I think the shame of what's happened to the NBA All-Star game is that there's no effort at defense at all when you may have one of the greatest collections of players of all time on the floor. Yeah. And, and so let's go through it. Giannis, Hall of Famer, no. Well, <clears throat> before I go through this, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, preface it by saying uh, I, I think it's gotten a little easier to get into the Hall of Fame. Uh, and and maybe not for NBA players, 
although I think that's true. But, the, the, you know, there what, a couple of years ago, there were like 14 people that got into the, <laughs> the, the I'm serious. I know. There were, I mean, I was there. I had to sit through 14 <laughs> acceptance speeches. And I'm going to guess that, you know, three of them were l- worth listening to. Um, okay, Giannis, yes. Laurie Markkinen. Uh, let's see. I'm I'm going to go out on the limb and say no. Okay, Jason Tatum. Yes. Ja Morant. Yes. Donovan Mitchell. Mm. He's right on the edge, right? Yeah, possibly. Okay, I'll put 50, him. On, I'll put him on the edge. Pascal Pascal uh, Shockham. No. Okay. Um, how did I lose my place already? Uh, uh, Sabonis. Uh, Demontis Sabonis. No. DeMar DeRozan. No. Bam Adebayo. No. Bam keeps making all-star games, man. I'll tell you what. No. Um, Drew Holiday. No. Damian Lillard. Yes. Yeah, I think he's yes, too. Uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. No. Ooh, I think he's borderline, actually. I think he's no. going to have a very long, good career. LeBron James. Uh, possibly. Okay. Joel Embiid. Yes. <coughs> Nikola Jokic. Yes. Kyrie Irving. Yes. Luka Doncic. Yes. We're up to nine, by the way, with a maybe. Julius Randle. No. Jaron Jackson. No. Paul George. Mm, yes. <laughs> that one hurt you, didn't it? That's, t- <laughs> that's 10. De'Aaron Fox. No, because he plays in Sacramento. Tyrese Halliburton. No. Well, I don't know. That kid's pretty good. He's very good. Yeah. <laughs> like he's actually very today, good. Today, today I would say no, right. but, but you it, know, if he has a 12-15 year career possibly. Jalen Brown. He's I'm I think he's say just yes because okay. I think there are more Boston Celtics in the Hall of Fame <laughs> by like 100 yards. Yeah. Okay, and then Anthony Edwards. Uh, not so far. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, that's eleven guys, Dan. Yeah, I mean that's 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 what we're we're dealing with. And by the way, the markets we talk about this. It's Milwaukee, Boston, Memphis, uh, Cleveland, um, uh, Portland, Denver, Denver, Los Angeles, Dallas, um, Philadelphia, Dallas, Los Angeles, and. Um, Halliburton's with the Pacers, right? Yeah, Indianapolis. So I mean, like, like just how spread out all the table really. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Was there not was there not a player for the Phoenix Suns on the All Star team? I don't think so. I mean, I know Durant made it, but he's injured. Did Booker Booker and Paul not make the All Star team? Correct. I guess because they you know played like half the year, and they were bad to begin the year too. Yeah. So. Yeah. There you go. I just I, I I thought of that last night because we had done that exercise with the, you know the game yeah, here. No, that was good. You know, fifty that, years ago or whatever. That was good. So, but yeah. you know, uh, that's probably <clears throat> excuse me. Those Ooh. those eleven guys are probably going to be spread out over like ten years. I understand. How many? Yeah. How many? Who votes on the the basketball hall of fame? Uh, all of those committees are secret. You're not supposed to know. Who uh, who's on any of those committees? Hmm. So it's not like you know, it's not like I can say I have a vote on the Hall of Fame committee. 
although I do on the Veterans Committee, but I'm not supposed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> your, no, home, I think, your home for Issel Secrets, ESPN 680 uh, I, I think they do that, Louie, so that, um, you know, there's these people aren't inundated with, you know, uh, letters and emails and requests to put. I, I know there was a guy... Uh, Pete Babcock. Pete Babcock was the president, excuse me, general manager of the Nuggets uh, when I retired. And uh, he is, he's a lifer. He was either in front office organizations or he was a scout and a very good one for years and years and years. And I know he was nominated for um, for a um, contributor being being in in. Uh, inducted as a contributor to the game and um i wrote a letter uh in support uh but those letters go to john deliva who runs he's the president and ceo of the hall of fame and i'm not so sure that those letters go any further you know i don't even know if the guys that that vote i've never got a letter uh saying you should you know, right, you, right, right. That, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Consider this guy. So, yeah, I didn't get any. Uh, hey, I heard you have an eclipse vote now. Can you vote for my uh, breeding operation or something? So, mm. um, that worked out for me, I guess. Um, hey, uh, another reminder to Bellerman got the win over the weekend. By the way, uh, back yes. in back in action, play by play. We are your home for that here on six eighty one zero five seven. Back in action Wednesday on the road at Jacksonville. You, Doug Orme, Mark Bug. They got you four forty five for pregame. Tip off at five right here on ESPN six eighty. 1057. So I, you know what? Is Sweezy ducking out early for Bellerman basketball on Wednesday? Huh. That's good work out of Sweezy. I'll tell you what. Um, beat the traffic. How about that? Um, so we'll do that. A little breaking news, Dan. On yes. The, on the Bob Baffert front. We'll talk about that next. But first, Dan, why don't you tell us about our friends at Kentucky Tourism? Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, there's no better place than Kentucky when you want to uh, explore the outdoors, uh, the yeah. caves, the hiking trails. Can you tell I'm ad libbing? The bourbon, uh, the so, horses, the country music, exactly. the bluegrass. So go go to KentuckyTourism.com. Check out. Uh, plan your summer getaway today. Uh, they'll do a better job on the website of explaining everything available to you than I'm doing right now. This is Kentucky. Come see for yourself. Plan your getaway today at KentuckyTourism.com. Dan's Monday morning moron next. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it, but then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com. 